Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you guys along with us. This is your host, Alex. Hey, and it's Phil too. Guys, first week of the NFL is officially in the books, and do we got some stuff for you here. I mean, if any of you guys were watching the game last night, you already know what we're going to be talking about there, and we have some other reactions from this first week one. But Oh yeah, potentially biggest heartbreak for a franchise ever. Uh, Jets fans, my heart goes out to you. You don't deserve this, but you get it anyways. I know what it feels like, because I'm a Husker fan. And we haven't been relevant since the 90s. And because of that, I know the pain. Yeah, I still think the Jets have a chance, though. As long as Zach Wilson can step up and maybe Aaron Rodgers just... We'll talk about it in a minute. We'll, we'll talk about we'll it in get, a minute. We'll get here. to it. Yeah. So we definitely got a lot to talk about that there. Um, this week, we're going to go ahead and start off a little bit different here. Um, so <clears throat> every single week of the NFL, we're going to be basically quizzing each other on who is currently leading the NFL in certain categories. Which is cool because it'll keep everyone else updated too. Exactly. Stats. So, it's so starting dumb. with the most prevalent stat of the season, passing yards. Who is currently oh, leading the... Oh, that's easy. That's Tua. It is Tua. That's easy. That's Tua. Dude, he went off, dude. That was the most explosive offensive game opener I think I've seen in a it long time. It was a time. big one. All right. Passing touchdowns. Who has the most passing touchdowns? That's still Tua. Tua is tied with two others. Um, is Dak one of them? He is not. No. Uh, I, I'm very surprised by these two actually right now. Is it, um, um, my gosh, is it Stafford? Nope. No? Because I just know that rookie, like, went off. Um, I should know this, but I don't know this. It's going to be Mac Jones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he freaking. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and Jordan Love. I'm not going to talk about Mac Jones. Mac Jones and Jordan Love. Mac Jones is the reason I lost. It's fine. <laughs> and passing percentage. Who leads the NFL in passing completion percentage? Sorry. Was that, would that be Tua or no? It is not Tua. This one's kind of a cheat because this team is definitely more of a run team. Like 100% more of a run team. And uh, yeah. More of a run team? Much more of a run team. Um, would it be Derek Carr? No, it's not Tannehill. Oh heavens, no! No, that's why I was like, because I was just thinking of Derek Henry. No, I know it's not Burrow. Um, NFC, NFC. Oh, was it Purdy? Nope. Was it Stafford? Nope. You already guessed Stafford. <laughs> oh, I guessed Stafford. Not for percentage. Oh, that's true. Um, this player was only 15 of 18. That's 83.3%. One touchdown, no interceptions. That's actually a crazy stat. Um, I don't know. Who is it? Desmond Ritter. The Falcons yeah, I would starting. never guess that. that. But that's the thing. He was also the starting. Um, he, that, that's a very run-heavy offense. Second place, kind of surprised right now, is Russell Wilson. Yeah. He's at no, 79. Wilson points. did great, dude. Did I solid. honestly... I just think people think Jim. I just think people hate on Jimmy G too much. Like he literally, for some reason, just finds ways to win. I don't know what it is, but if you look at teams for when he's started versus when he doesn't start, their mm-hmm. percentages are so bad when he does not start. Yeah. Like I don't. Just like side rant, he's not like an Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen, Mahomes, Lamar. You know, Burrow, Herbert, where they just have this crazy arm strength or arm talent. Mm-hmm. He just, it's like a very, 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 very poor man's version of Brady if they just, just win. They just win. Yeah. Like they're, like they know, they make good decisions for the most part. 
Um, the thing that's just wrong about Jimmy G that people like over focus on is like a couple of plays per game that would have won the game that he doesn't complete. Like for example, when they went against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yep. Like, you know, a couple of plays where he's just completely missed a throw or something. But like, I don't know. I mean, anyways, anyways, that was just a little side rant. I think the Broncos are actually going to make yeah. some noise this year. They did look really good. Wilson looks much, much more disciplined. Like he just didn't look lost out there. Like last mm-hmm. year was. <laughs> yeah. Last year we just we're just going to forget about last year because that was, that was, that was so bad. All right, and just for fun, because this one's interesting here, who is the who is the lowest qualified quarterback in terms of completion percentage? Who has the lowest completion percentage? I want to say either Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. Joe, Josh Allen actually is at 70%. Oh, I just but it is Joe Burrow. It is He's Joe at Burrow. 45.2% completion right now. That's stupid rain, man. That yeah. rain. And- that, that screwed you over. But to be fair, it kind of screwed me over too, so I'm not sure if you would have won, but Jamar would have definitely had a better game. I mean, I had Jamar and Joe Mixon. I had it definitely, and Joe. Like, yeah, no, but it would have been much better for me if they did better than you would have still done better. But hey. like, it would have done much better. Scalpot. <laughs> oh, just wait. It's a, it's all these overreactions, dude, of over week one because week one is never an accurate prediction. It's not. Like there are some things that look that at least sound reasonable. I mean, the Bears beat the Niners last year in week one, so take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, and then the Niners actually should have been in the Super Bowl. But but the, you know, Purdy, the yeah, all that good stuff. All right. Who leads the NFL in interceptions thrown? Interceptions thrown, Josh Allen. He's tied with one other. Is that Daniel Jones? No, Daniel Jones only threw two. Oh, only. Oh, okay. Um you hate this guy. Not Carson Wentz hate, but you hate this oh, guy. Oh, yeah, no, because... Oh, Tannehill? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a, to... If you look at their stat lines, they're kind of similar. They both threw three interceptions. They both threw... Or yards per attempt was 5.8. The only thing difference is Ryan Tannehill, his completion percentage was a 47.1. Low, second lowest, only ahead of Joe Burrow. Yeah. All right, on to rushing. Who's the rushing leader after week one? No, oh, that's Christian McCaffrey. That's 100% Christian McCaffrey, and you know because you played him. Mm-hmm. Who is the rushing touchdown leader after week one? Like, touch? Uh, is touchdown? that Pollard? No. Or, actually, Pollard is in a four-way tie right now with three other players. Um, McCaffrey? Nope. No, he only had that one. He only had the one. Oh, great. So one I of these really guys was pissing me right and you off, stealing touches when he shouldn't have in the red zone. Oh my gosh. Was only in for goal line work. He had eight rushes for nine yards and two touchdowns. Oh, um, is it Cam Akers' backup? Or- well, he wasn't pissing us off, but yeah, Kyron Williams is also on there. Yeah, so he was the other one. So Tony Pollard, Kyron Williams. I'm t- this guy was pissing you both, me and you both off. I'm trying to remember because I was just me, pissed about everybody. You for your fantasy team, me for my parlay. Oh, Eckler. No. No? Eckler only had one. Wait. My fantasy team. Think. Who? A lot of people disappointed you, but rushing specifically, <laughs> there's one person on your team who rushing is a big weapon of theirs. And this, oh. Um, Gus Edwards? Nope. No, just, no, no. Justice Hill. Justice Hill. I got, I knew, I, yep. I just got him mixed up. Yeah. So he's also tied. And then this guy, kind of surprising, kind of not. Um, a little underrated coming into the season, the fourth guy. But you you definitely know this player, 110%. Is it ETN? Nope. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think. 
Because also just like every single team second played. Second year player. Second year. Because it wasn't Brees Hall. Because I don't think he nope. actually had a touchdown. He had a couple of huge runs, but he yeah. didn't have. Brees Hall's second in rushing yards, but. Um, touchdown? Shoot. It wasn't Chubb because he nope. never scored. And it wasn't Eckler. Nope. Very well known. Or you definitely know who this is. I don't know how well known he is around the NFL, but you definitely know this player. Oh, Algier. Algier. Yep. Duh. Yep. So those are the four rushing touchdown leaders right now. See, that's that's the thing. I was thinking of all these like high end players, like mm-hmm. but like I don't even know. Did Derrick Henry? Did he even score a touchdown? I don't think so. Actually, Derrick Henry got app snapped. Yeah. yeah. He had less snaps than his backup, Tejon Print. I can't remember his name, but it's Tejon something. Yeah. But that's something to monitor. We'll talk about that later this week in our fantasy podcast. Receiving touchdowns. It's a five way tie. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, is Bijan Robinson one? No. He only had one. Oh. One guy you should easily get. One guy you should get only because we watched this game and he was going off. One of these guys pissed me off really bad, and then the other two I just realized had two touchdowns. It's a two. It's a five-way touchdown for two touchdowns. Oh, was one of them that um, guy on the Rams? No, um, not no? no, it wasn't. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm so freaking confused now. Because okay, start like... with the obvious one. See, I know he it... was the best overall player you could say in Week One. Oh my gosh, Brandon Ayuk. Oh, that's not who I was thinking of, but yeah, he's one of the he's one of the five. Yeah. I'm talking about literally. He was the best fantasy player overall too. Oh my gosh, really? I'm like blanking out here. Who was it? Think about your passing leaders. Who were they throwing to? Oh, die Hill. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. My dude, my mind. I gotta re- I gotta lock in, dude. So Ayuk, Tyreek Hill. The other three, I don't know if you'll get. One of them, we watched the game. But I'm not sure if you even know who it was. We watched the game. Yes, 100% watched the game. You want me just to give them to you? Is Atwell one of them? No. No? Not two to Atwell? Uh, yeah. What are they? Nine catches, 81 yards, two TDs, Jacoby Meyer, the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Myers. Mm-hmm. And then he got his head almost ripped off. Yep. <laughs> this guy almost lost me. My week against you, Kendrick Bourne, had two touchdowns for Mac Jones because oh, yeah. he was they were they were starting to knock that Philly defense back down, and then Romeo Dobbs had four catches for twenty six yards and two tutties. Jeez, yeah, I didn't see week one makes no sense. Makes no sense right but now. But honestly, you know what I was thinking, and I was actually kind of talking about this with my cousin. A lot of these star players, this week one is like their preseason game 100 percent. like they're they, they need to get into it yeah they haven't played all preseason because they're being preserved for injury reasons right mm-hmm. and all that stuff for preventing injury type of thing um which is kind of funny why sean payton was like uh russell wilson you're playing yep <laughs> like, exactly he's like you're not who you think you are you're not that guy you can be but you're not that guy right <laughs> right, right now who leads the nfl in tackles after week one? Oh my gosh i have no idea 19 tackles I imagine it's someone on the Niners. Nope. No? You're in the right division, though. Oh, Cowboys? Or division? or Division. Not conference. Division. Hmm. So there's only four possible teams. Yeah, so I'm trying to... 
Wait, was it Wagner? Yep, Bobby Wagner leads. Dude, the he's NFL. still going that well. He had seven solo, ten assists, combined nineteen tackles. Dang. Who is the sack leader after week one? It is currently a three-way tie. Two of these people are gettable. I wouldn't unless I looked at the list. I would have never gotten the third guy. Well, I'm just gonna guess because I remember seeing it happen a couple times. Um, TJ. TJ Watt is tied for first. Um. I think I remember seeing this too because I was watching the Jaguars because um, of their defense. Was it Allen? Josh yep, Allen. Josh Allen also. Allen and TJ Watt. This third guy, I, I I doubt you'll get him. I wouldn't get him if you were quizzing me on this. Uh, then just tell me who it Drake was. Drake Jackson. Yeah, I would never Play, Plays for the Niners. Of course. Yeah, I think he's, that, actually, I, I think he's a rookie actually. They got a rookie doing that? Yeah, bro. Oh no, second year player. He's a second bro, they, year player. Oh my gosh, dude! That yeah. night, that night. I mean, we saw what they did to the freaking. Yeah. Steelers. So those three are tied at three sacks, and then last but not least, interception leaders. Who leads the NFL? Oh yeah, Whitehead. He is in first. He picked off Josh Allen three times. Yep. There is also a clear cut second place. One player with two interceptions. Do you know who that is? Um, I think I, I think we watched that, didn't we? I don't think so. Really. Oh wait, no. No, um, Watson only threw one pick. Watson only. Well, he might have thrown two, but not to the same person. The other one is with a new team. Last year, what team is he on? He's with the Falcons this year. Last year was with a different team. Was it the Falcons? Was it Bates? Yep, Jesse, Jesse Bates. Bates. Jesse Bates is in seconds. Nice. Yeah. So those are the important stats for right now. These are going to change over the season. There's a couple of familiar faces like TJ Watt at the sack. Two, it does not surprise me he's leading the NFL in passing because they're probably the most disproportionate offense when it comes to run to pass. Well, I mean, honestly, it's kind of like that saying, like, I mean, he's understanding, like, the excitement Mahomes had every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just F it. Throw it out there. He'll find it. <laughs> yeah, like, Literally, he's straight up like, screw it. He's out there somewhere. Also, though, you gotta, that's got to say something about the Chargers defense. With how loaded they're supposed to be, dude. Jason they couldn't Jackson, stop Matt, anything. They couldn't. And then just one more just for the fun of it. Who leads the NFL in forced fumbles? It's a two-way tie right now. What, with, with two one, apiece. With, oh, with two apiece? Two players have two forced fumbles. Not fumbles recovered, just forced fumbles. I have no idea. I honestly wouldn't even. I doubt you'll guess. get one of them, but the other one shouldn't would make, be that hard. Wouldn't make, would make sense. Not the guy on the no, because the Jets only fumbled or the uh, one is Bills. AFC, one is NFC. I'm gonna. Guess. One of these players was already mentioned today. Oh, TJ. TJ, he's uh, tied with two forced fumbles. The other guy plays in Washington. He's a Washington. Well, we know it's not Chase Young. Yep, yeah, yeah, there you that go. That guy doesn't know how to stand. Was it Montez Sweat? Yep, there you go. Montez nice. Sweat. So Montez Sweat and Watts are tied with two forced fumbles, and then there's like 13 people tied. Montez or like Sweat really is carrying like the slack for Chase Young not mm-hmm. being there. Cool. All right. Oh, and then just one other fun fact I found here. This is just insane oh, yeah. to me. Right, this we... is just a fun fact, not yeah. not an overreaction. Oh. Then you Eagles, have one that was like... I do have an overreaction. That's for later. Okay. This, is, this comes from Next Gen Stats. Mm-hmm. The Eagles had five of the top eight players in terms of rush get off. What that means is in times that they would take to get from their stance across the line of scrimmage, they had five of the top eight for week one. Hmm. Leading the NFL was Jalen Carter. Yeah, of course. 
Yep, there was Jalen Carter. They had Fletcher Cox on there. They had Brandon Graham on there. Gosh dang, I forget all those guys are still there. They had Jordan Davis on there. <laughs> this Eagles defense, it's, dude. It's loaded. I think that... Oh. And Hassan Rennick was on there. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I just remembered one of my okay. You're sorry. overreacting. We'll get we'll get there. It in has a sec. to do with the Eagles and the Patriots. Okay. All right. So that's just it for our stats part here. We're gonna go ahead and talk about last week's games, starting with the Thursday night football game because I don't think we talked about that one just yet. No. So we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. Okay. Initial impressions about this game for me. Number one. They need Kelsey. They need Kelsey so bad because Kadarius Butterfingers Tony is not the answer. Still, I don't think they're a bad team without oh, no, Kelsey. They could still potentially be a playoff team even without Kelsey, but they're not winning a Super Bowl without but Kelsey. But it was clear that they were missing Kelsey because oh, when Mahomes yeah. needed to throw to somebody, he couldn't find like the guy. He found no open guy. people. He just needs to throw to like. But like you can tell that rookie game. game that I've, rookie did good. Rice, Rasheed Rice, he did solid. Him and MVS actually had some pretty good plays. It's just Kadarius Tony, man. Like, he looks... Butterfingers. Like, he just... But both Andy Reid and Mahomes say they still believe in him. Like, again, it is week one. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that Kadarius Tony will keep doing that. That's I true. really don't. Because he is a good receiver. Yeah, he, he is, just, a, he he is just had way a bad good. Yeah, I think it was just a bad week. But also them missing Chris Jones. Because at the end of the game when the Lions were shoving the ball down their throat... Yeah. I know Chris Jones is more of a pass rusher, but he would still definitely help against oh, the run there. Oh, he stops against the run. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So when they were shoving Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery up their throat, they they needed Chris Jones so bad there. You know who I actually think might have potential to – I mean, again, it's just week one reactions, but who might actually have a chance now, though, of defensive player of the year is freaking Aiden Hutchinson. He was – I swear, <laughs> any other quarterback besides maybe Lamar, he might have had like four sacks that game. Yeah, because number one, Jawan Taylor was – he was getting. He was. He was false starting literally the whole game, and then I, he was, I cannot believe they did not catch that. And he was so freaking deep too. And when he, he lined still up. was getting there. Yeah, like Mahomes was running for his life the whole time. That's why it was so frustrating for Chiefs fans when Kadarius Tony would drop it because Mahomes would do his thing, scramble, get out of, get out of the you know, pressure, and he'd find Tony. And because mm-hmm. one of those drops that Tony had was in the red zone, that would have put him in field goal range. That could have won them the game. So. I mean, but again, it's week one. I don't think Tony's going to play like that every game. He's going to have – I mean, he's going to have to step up. He doesn't have a choice right now until Kelsey – Yep. I mean, and maybe when Kelsey does come back, it takes less pressure off of Tony because I feel like every receiver was so pressured that oh, game. 100%. Like, like felt – not necessarily like they were targeted so much, but they just felt like, oh, crap, like we're really being dependent on here, which, I mean, yeah. that's kind of stupid because that's like I mean, your job. that's your job. You're an NFL receiver. And you shouldn't, like, depend on Kelsey – but, like, the Chiefs team, like, without Kelsey, they need to regroup and figure out. But Kelsey shouldn't be out more than, like, if another week, if he's out if another he is, week. Yeah. But. So that's Lions-Chiefs. So before we get into the rest of these here, do you have a specific game that was a surprise to you, either positively or negatively? I don't want to call it a surprise in a negative way, but that – Freaking Bengals game and Browns game was yeah, so disappointing. It was extremely disappointing. Like I actually would almost expect it to be somewhat of a shootout, but With like the rain. the rain was so bad and Nick Chubb is clearly a better runner than Joe Mixon and yeah. they obviously have a much better line than the Bengals do. Oh, yeah, they do. Like so, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you, a random high school team might have a better line if I'm being. It honest. was pretty bad. It looked yeah. really bad. Again, I think it's kind of like that week one 
weirdness. Like it, mm-hmm. it very much reminded me of when this when the Bears beat the 49ers. Yep. Like it's a horrible loss, but it's not going to mean that much. It just was really disappointing. Okay, so most surprising winner of week one. Would you say it's the Bucks? Would you say it's the Rams? Would you say it's the Packers? Somebody else. Um, I don't want to say the Packers because I actually thought Jordan Love was going to do good when he was playing those games later in the season last mm-hmm. year. Um, but without without Watson, I thought maybe they would struggle a little bit. But I did not believe in the Bears hype. I did. I don't know where that hype came from. <laughs> I know, like DJ Moore is a great receiver, but he's but not going to put you over the top like that. It's still the whole rest of the team. It's like, it's like. I mean, I don't get why the hype, where the hype came from. It's not like they added an extremely odd, like crazy defensive player. It's not like they added really even an insanely crazy offensive player. Like really, mm-hmm. like DJ Moore is just like a barely above average wide receiver. He just is, is a clear cut one for that team. 110%. Not many other teams he'd be the cut receiver. Even even if he went to the Bengals, he'd still be the fourth receiver behind Boyd, I think. Like that's maybe a hot take there, but I know he wouldn't be above like Higgins or Chase. Like I think he's right around Higgins level in terms of talent and possible production. But I do think more people would take T. Higgins. Oh, for sure. Mainly because of his size, though, because I know his size, yeah. and he's proven to be good. Like yeah. DJ Moore really hasn't given us much. To, to be show. fair, if you look at the quarterbacks that man's. Oh no, with. but but still, like at that, but that's like that's just it though at this point, and he still didn't really look that great this this week. So I don't. But I think my most surprising one was the Rams, just because of how many people wrote them off, including I myself. So. I we think all so thought they too. were going to be terrible. But that rookie wide receiver, isn't he from BYU? Puka Nakula played at yeah. BYU. Yeah, yeah, he went. He had a day. 15 targets, 10 catches, 117 yards. I mean, if he can play that good alongside Cooper Cup. Right? I mean, the Rams might have a chance. I, that's kind of one of my... You know what was most surprising about this, though? What? This was on the road in Seattle. Yeah. Known to stadium. be the loudest stadium in the NFL yep. up there with Kansas City. Yep. Okay, you're playing with Matt Stafford, who they were actively trying to trade in the offseason because they thought he was so bad. <sighs> Yep. You, they didn't have any first round picks, any second round picks, because they had to trade that all for the Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, I mean, it outside was of Cam Bowl. Akers, there wasn't really a ton of proven talent, and even he was kind of like, eh. even Akers was a question mark because mm-hmm. he was even almost out last year mm-hmm. with there's all that drama that happened. So, I yeah. mean, the most proven production coming into this besides Matt Stafford was Tyler Higby, and he yeah. had a decent game. Yeah. There was also Van Jefferson who was coming back from injury. Point is. Besides Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald, it was a lot of question marks on that team. And by the way, Aaron Donald still still chasing Geno Smith to this hour, from what I can tell. Yeah, he still might be running, dude. Yeah. Like, okay, but the fact that the Seahawks only scored thirteen, and did you see how many passing yards the Seahawks had in the second half? I didn't. And it was fairly low, wasn't it? They finished with four passing yards in the second yeah, half. That's like the freaking Steelers. Four but... passing yards in the second half. Yeah, I mean. I don't don't know, man. And to add insult to injury, the Seahawks lost both of their starting tackles. Left and right tackle left the game. Yeah, that that will make things way harder. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to say the Bucs, but at the same time, their defense still is as good as it's ever been. If not, it looked better. To be fair, they were also playing Kirk Cousins, but this was also Kirk Cousins not. Yeah, it wasn't even primetime, man. I mean, also... Jay Jettis might look into being a freaking outside linebacker or like, or right, like a yeah. safety or something. Yeah, he's a, he, he might be a two-way player. Yeah, he's going to be like Daniel Huntler. Travis Hunter Travis who? Hunter, yeah. dude. Like, holy crap. Um, 
But Baker Mayfield didn't didn't do too bad. Mm-hmm. Like he could have been worse, but that defense is what that defense was all over the the Vikings. Like it was like insane. Jefferson still got his points, but I don't think Jefferson scored a touchdown, he did he? No, no. He, he actually had like a hundred. I think it was like a hundred and twenty yards at the half. Finished yeah. with one hundred and fifty. Yeah, like he he did all, he did pretty decent. <sighs> um, another another defense I think that lives <sighs> up to the hype. Number one was the Jets defense. Them and the 49ers. The Niners' defense was on another, and I mean on another level against the poor Steelers. They, I didn't expect this. You, the the, bo- the books did not expect this. No. The books had the Niners, I think, as like a three point favorite. Yeah, I expected like the, I expected it to be like kind of like a really just hard defensive game. I didn't think it was gonna be a high scoring game at all. Um, like I thought maybe McCaffrey or like Debo would maybe struggle just a little bit because mm-hmm. like that Steelers defense is supposed to still be really good. Yeah. Which it might still be. Again, this is week one. It's like you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Like, But based off of first impressions, San Francisco has clearly the best defense right now. 110%. Because um, I know that the Jets had a few picks, but two of them were like just really bad throws. Most of them were really bad throws. Like, All three of them I think one of them he was somewhat at least pressured. Yeah. But the one where he was like scrambling and just chucked it down the field, I was like... He did that twice. Uh, yeah, I'm like... Bro, like you threw that about ten yards ahead of the receiver yeah. into double coverage. What are you doing? Like, I don't know. Josh Allen looked very. Again, though, week one, he was also one of those players that like wouldn't doesn't play really in the preseason. So maybe he's just getting the off season rust off. But he does have a ton of turnovers in his career. And he does. He, that does. he does. Ever it's, since he entered the league, he actually leads the league. Yeah, it's something that many people overlook, but Shannon Sharp brought that up, and I was like, maybe that's something we need to pay attention a little bit more to. Because I don't know, like there's I mean, he can't get he can't get to the Super Bowl. Like he just can't do it. Like, and it's I don't know, maybe it's just like something we just kind of maybe need to pay more attention to Josh Allen. Like he's still mm-hmm. great, but is he as great as we thought? Because he had, like, maybe a couple good years. Hear me out. The Madden curse. Oh, he's on the, maybe he's on the, the Madden fan. curse he, is back. Only one player has ever not been affected by the Madden curse. Patrick Mahomes. At least of, as of recent, yeah. As of recent. Everybody else has been hit by... Remember, oh, dude, Peyton Hill has dropped off. Peyton Hill has dropped... Antonio Brown. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. They all got hit with that. I mean, well, Odell's still, like... Was good. He just never got. He never got back to where he was, and then he got injured, and injuries have hampered him since. The yeah. point is, the Madden curse is a real thing. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Dang, dude, yep. Madden, dude. The Madden curse is back. In never well, put which... Joey B on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Just keep putting Mahomes on there because apparently keep... it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, with him, he's like, yeah. he's like, curse. I I befriend them. Yeah, he's like, whatever, man. That's like, it's like my homie, dude. Like, it doesn't matter. But dude, like. That's true. Maybe we just blame the curse the because, curse because it, he looked bad. Because he didn't only throw a pick three times. The fumble he had was also on uh, him. That's it, not a bad handle the snap, too. And yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like, it wasn't a bad snap. He just literally dropped, dropped, he it. dropped it, picked it up, and then when he was running, he didn't have it secure. Mm-hmm. Ran into his own lineman. He ran into his own lineman. A la Mark Sanchez. No, it wasn't that bad. And not quite. <laughs> not, but that near, was like, not near as bad. Because he it, still it, did get hit by the defensive player, too. Yeah, it wasn't as blatant as Mark Sanchez. No, not near as blatant. Because he did still at least get hit by his own player. Freaking Sanchez just, like... I don't even know how he fell down, but he fell down and his head got slapped in the mm-hmm. face with um, 
whatever his center was is you know but the butt fumble yep i mean willfork was throwing that dude back he that was got yeah, the biggest Will, lineman yeah. i think i've ever seen Will in my Fork life he was, <laughs> was so huge um but anyways i don't know josh allen dude maybe the curse is gonna get him i'm not saying this is gonna happen but watch them like maybe get a wild a wild card spot because i don't know those other teams in those in that conference look pretty decent dude just in that division alone, like, I mean, I think the Dolphins will take that division at this point. Like at the moment, over yes. over the it's going to be between them and because I th- again we'll get to the overreactions, but I think the Patriots are not as good as people are hyping them up to be right oh, now. No, no, because we were talking about this during the game. The Eagles went up sixteen zero and they went straight into cruise control. Yeah, like they like they they came out super strong and then just kind of like. And even after the, like the Patriots started calling back into the game, I still feel like the Eagles were like, eh. Yeah, no, I seriously like everyone's like, oh, the Patriots, they have a good defense. Like they do have a decent defense. It's freaking. You but know. also, it was also raining pretty. Heavily but it was there too. raining. It would like the, they didn't look like they were really going at it as much as they should. Yeah. Like I don't know. I'm not straight really. up. Yeah, no, the Patriots are not going to be great. No. Um, but anyways. So, week one reactions here. I just want to start something off here with arguably the most interesting stat of week one, personally for me. Okay. Sauce Gardner statistically had the worst game of his se- of his career. Now, this is barely his first <laughs> game of s- his second season. And I was going to say, he hasn't... <laughs> that's got to be a really, like... He was targeted five times, gave up five receptions for 62 yards, allowing a 110 passer rating. Yeah. Four of those five catches were by Stefan Diggs. So, obviously, best wide receiver one on the other team. Yeah. But statistically speaking, that was his worst game of his career. Which, if that's going to be the worst game of your career... I was going to say, he still didn't allow a touchdown. He didn't allow, he didn't touchdown allow like, a big play. Because like, five passes for, what, 60-something yards? 60 yards, yeah. Against Stefan Diggs, that's honestly... It's not, not terrible, That's yeah. not bad at all. Like, really. Um, but I do just want to say, how about this? Patrick Sertan... Against Devontae Adams week one, two days ago, he shadowed Devontae Adams on 20. So there's 26 passes. Sertan covered him on 16 of 26 passes. Sertan is such a beast. On those 16, or on those 16 plays, he was targeted five times, allowed two receptions for 11 yards, including three passes defended. Yeah. So I just want to say, let's go. Patrick Sutan. Everyone else sucks, especially you, Damari Mathis. If you ever hear this, you were garbage. He was. He was so bad. You were getting torched on every play. Anyways, though, so that's just a fun week one fact there for you there. Sauce Gardner on the decline, week one overreaction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, here's another interesting overreaction. The top five offenses in the NFL. Half of these teams, to me, make sense. The other half do not make sense. The number one offense after week one in points per game. The Dallas Cowboys, the only team to hit 40. Yeah, not worried about it. Second place, I, I I would never put money on them because I never would have guessed them, was the Packers. They finished with 38 points. Jordan Love had a great game. He had a great game. Third place, the Miami Dolphins with 36. Yeah, that was Tua yep. and Tyreek Hill. Everyone else was kind of hanging around. <laughs> Fourth place, and the only team to score at least 30 and still lose, the Chargers. Yeah. They couldn't stop anything. They couldn't stop anything. And then there's a two-way tie for fifth place between the San Francisco 49ers. And, of course, everyone saw this one coming, the LA Rams. (laughs) (laughs) 
literally on paper, I think the Rams were projected to be the worst defense. Like on pa- even with even Aaron with the, Donald, even with the Cardinals. Yeah, because on paper they're not they don't have any secondary. They don't really have much of a lineman situation there. Yeah. Their only player really on their defense Aaron is Donald. Aaron Donald. But that was enough apparently for Week One because. Geno Smith didn't I mean, I that. thought Aaron Donald was not as good as like people were hyping him up to be anymore. Because obviously, yeah. in his prime. Oh my gosh, yeah, he was, he, he was throwing prime. offensive linemen. What still surprises me is Aaron Donald is only six foot, six foot oh. He's as tall as us, bro. He, but he's <laughs> built like a freaking tank, bro. You know he would throw me like seven feet across yeah, oh, the floor. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. He's he, like three hundred pounds with, with one hand, dude. He'd just be like, "You are nothing. You, you were nothing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's awesome, but like. I guess he's kind of showing people he's still there. I mean, at his age and the way he's playing, how many years he's been in there, he's still kicking, dude. 100%. So, no, yeah, he's doing great. Um, So, where do you want to go to next? So, let's just hop into our overreactions for the week. Let's start with your overreactions. Give me your first overreaction. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six of them here. Holy smokes. All right, let's get started. First one is the Cowboys, just in general, the Cowboys. (laughs) That that is a National Football League tradition after I week fi- one. You know why I feel so bad for Cowboys fans right now? Because they are so excited. They have they the have, highest points scored. I think they literally started off the best that they have in a really long time. I mean, obviously the best probably ever mm-hmm. because they. I don't think a franchise has been shut out like that ever on an opener. Um, <sighs> but the people got to remember the Giants are not a great team. Like the, Saquon is the only reason they made any noise last year. Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes, they spent more money on him than Saquon. A lot more. And um, that's proven to be a mistake. Um, I don't know why they ever made that contract. Anyway, so people are getting like, oh, the, the Cowboys are here. Like, Cowboys aren't a bad team at, by mm-hmm. any means at all. I've never really think I've even said they're a bad team. They're just so delusional. Like... And I feel so bad because you know how many times like it will show Cowboys fans crying after they've lost a huge important game or a playoff game. Okay, but that's like the best thing in the world. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. <laughs> there you go. That's fair. That's fair. Their hopes I don't think have ever been higher. That just means the fall is going to be that much more. In fact, it's going to be historically bad because oh. remember we were talking about the history they made in this game against the Giants. Do you think never in one season had a team forced or it was like picked off the quarterback twice? including a pick six, blocked a field goal and returned it for a touchdown, forced, I think it was like five fumbles, and also win the sack the sack battle 7-0. No team's ever done that in a season. Yeah. The Cowboys managed to do that in one game against the Giants. Unfortunately for the Giants now, or not the Giants, sorry, unfortunately for the Cowboys, it's only going to get worse from here. So here's, here's why I'm thinking this. So... The Cowboys are in, a, I mean, Eagles are the Eagles, right? Like, when the Eagles just actually start putting it together, they're not beating the Eagles. Right. Um, with all that defensive power they've just added to that team, there's mm-hmm. no way. Um, Commanders and the Giants, I think, are going to be really bad teams this year. Like, it's going to be pretty crappy. Like, they're not making the playoffs no matter what. But do you think they're going to beat, <laughs> just to name a few, the Lions look really good. The 49ers, um, even even the Packers look decent. Um, I don't know. I just don't. The Cowboys, I think they'll make a playoff spot, but oh, they're not yeah. They're not clinching the division. 
But and they're going to lose their first game in the playoffs to probably the 49ers again. Yeah, or they the still Eagles. have 16 games to go. Like this, this season is far from over. They're, they're, I could see the Packers putting them out. I could see the Lions putting them out. I could see the 49ers putting them out, and I can see the Eagles putting them out. Yeah, they're not winning that division. They're not making it to the Super Bowl. They're not even making it to the divisional championship round. So, so first round exit. Yeah, if they make the playoffs. Which they should. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they should every year. The past like fifteen years, they should at least make yeah. the playoffs. But they're not. That's all. That's as far as they're going. Fair um, okay, just had to get that out of my system because I just saw so many tweets like, "Oh, the Cowboys are the Super Bowl winner." I'm like, but bruh. again, that's like, a, that's bruh. a week one NFL like, tradition. Like, uh, but this, but like I said, I feel actually really bad for these Cowboys fans because their excitement has never been higher. That means the fall has been never been lower. So it's it's going to be rough when it's, that all comes falling it's down. It's going to be tough for them. Um, the other one I saw, which honestly, in my opinion, is an overreaction when you consider all the people in the league and how it's just a week one, you know, still getting into things. <clears throat> I saw people saying Tua is going to be MVP. I mean, I will say this. Two things. One, he's going to have a case for it this season. But at the end of the day, if anyone's MVP of that team, it's Tyreek Hill. The thing is, he'll have a case... I don't even think he'll win it if he stays healthy all year, but that he'll have a case if he stays healthy. Yeah. He needs to stay healthy. That that's his most important goal. And, right now. and so that and honestly, like I hope he stays healthy because Tua is actually really exciting to watch. Oh yeah. But I just don't see him staying healthy. Oh for sure. Um, but if he does, I still think he the at best case scenario he like is talked about, but he's not gonna actually be the one that pulls it off. Hundred and ten percent. Um. My next one was people are saying that the Chiefs are now trash without Kelsey. Every anyone who anybody and everyone who watched that game knows if Kelsey was in that game, I'm sorry, the Lions would have lost. They they would have lost. They would have lost. It still would have been a one score game. It would have been a close game. I'm not saying it was a blowout, um, but Kelsey would have changed the dynamic. Of yeah, who, Anzalone who, was tearing up that backup tight end. Yeah, he, he was, was all over him. Um, and Kadarius Tony couldn't catch anything. Not no, he'd somehow managed to not catch a cold. Yeah, um, yeah. The, everyone was saying like, yeah. I I just saw a bunch of stuff like that on Twitter too, and I was like, let's just calm down a little bit here. I mean, Kadarius Tony deleted his Twitter. That's he how knew bad it what got. Was coming. You know, okay, side rant. Though, but then, did you see what he did? He trolled the Giants. After it's like they got... it's like, dude. You know how hard everybody, especially Giants fans, were trolling you after that game. Yeah, because he. Because the the Giants just like fell apart altogether. They couldn't blame necessarily one person. You can blame one person on the Chiefs on why they lost, and that's Tony. If anyone was to talk, he was the last person to talk. <laughs> like honestly, he is the only person that should have kept his mouth shut. Yeah, Tony did not have a great game. I mean, it can only get better from there, right? I mean, I don't know. I guess he could literally catch the ball in the end zone and fumble it or something, I guess. Like <laughs> Per PFF, Pro Football Focus, Kadarius Tony had the lowest wide receiver score in the last five years for any wide receiver for yeah, any I, team. I think he only had one catch for like zero yards. One catch for one yard. Yeah. like it's, And he, I think it was like 27.9 or something like that was his wide receiver grade. Yeah. It was not, so, it was not Anyways, good. the Chiefs are still good without Kelsey. The Lions are just also extremely good. Just with Kelsey, they just are a lot better. Um... And the next one I saw is that the Bengals aren't good and the Browns are going to win that division. Two things. One, rain. Actually, that's it. (laughs) Rain. Yeah. Rain was literally the – actually, two things. Rain and depending on Joe Burrow's ankle. 
Yeah, because he looked like he might still be kind of harboring an injury yeah. a little bit. But the rain was definitely the biggest factor there because – Oh, they, yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Like, it's the, the, like, the Browns aren't bad. They shouldn't be bad, at least, with the weapons they've got there. No, they should be fighting for a playoff spot. But – to say the Bengals aren't good and like the Browns are going to be the best team, the Browns—it's week one. The Browns, honestly, I think are going to fight, be fighting to make a playoff spot. Oh, the sure. Bengals are going to be competing for the divisional championship. Hundred percent. So everyone just again needs to relax a little bit there. <laughs> but then my last one was the Patriots are going to be good. Not happening. I don't even think they make a playoff spot. I think I, they I might. I still think they finished last in their division. Yeah, there's a very good chance they finish last in that division. Like. They had one good game, and that's because we just talked about the Eagles were just kind of like, eh, we got this. We don't need to really exert all of our energy on this team. Like, yeah, they, it's week one. Let's just get warmed up. It's our preseason game. I, that's literally the attitude that showed. 110%. Like, so, it was pretty clear they were not trying. They were not. They just were not trying that hard. It's like, yeah, then when they did step it up, they pulled it off. Like Exactly. It's like, okay, now we got to play. Now we just have to play hard for like maybe half a quarter and we'll be fine. <laughs> right? Like, Honestly. Like literally. Like because they went up 16 and 0 what in like the first like four minutes of the game. Like it was so it was fast. so quick. Pick six, touchdown. Like it was everything. Yeah, like it was so bad so fast. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not buying into the Patriots yet. I would like them to be at least decent because like it, I just want more competitiveness obviously. But like it's just not going to happen. The Patriots are not going to be good this year. They might be mediocre. They might be okay. Like, they might finish 8 and 9, maybe. Like, maybe 9 and 8. That's what I could see them finishing at. At best. I mean, <laughs> so, we could see it, yeah. So, yeah, anyways. Those are all mine that I had, so I was kind of peeved off looking at Twitter, seeing all these. I'm like, how are people this dumb? I don't know if this is an overreaction, but my big one, my biggest thing from week one is the Jets are not making the playoffs. That's what you think, or you think is an overreaction, like they're not going to make it? I think that. I, I don't. Know. I said I don't know if it's an overreaction quite yet, because obviously we didn't get that much sack Wilson. He looked okay, a little bit better than what he – he still had a lot of dumb decisions, like when he was scrambling in the backfield a couple times. And he that, got rid of it at least and didn't throw a pick off of them like he would before. So, I oh mean, that's goodness. a step up, he right? He did throw a pick. Oh, yeah, he did throw one pick. Yeah, he but, did throw a pick. <laughs> Into like three-man coverage. Yeah. Wait, he did throw a pick? Or? Yeah, he threw one pick. Matt Milano picked him up because he got a taunting penalty right after he picked oh, him off. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. But then he, but that was like, like kind of when he first got in, though. Yeah. He, he he did he did do better. He actually had a great play to Lazard on a few times. Like, I think I think they're going to be okay. I think if Zach Wilson just doesn't turn the ball over, there's no reason why the Jets shouldn't be in the playoffs. There's no reason. So if Zach Wilson doesn't hold the ball, if Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball over, if the Cowboys don't overhype themselves. Oof, that's tough. Um, that is not even close to the same thing. <laughs> I don't know because you're least, asking for the impossible for both, is what I'm saying. Not really, because Zach Wilson has a mentor in Aaron Rodgers. Whether he's hurt or not, he's still going to be there, and he was learning under under him this whole off season. You're not wrong. He came out and did look a lot better than he did last season already. I, I guess so. It's it's not even kind. Of, it's not even close to the same. Like also. This thing with the Cowboys has gone on for 20-plus years now. Hey, like, we, we it's boys, not even close to the same. Weed and Boys knows what's going on. Like, America's team is literally, like, the most overrated team I've ever seen in my life. So. I'm just saying Weed and Boys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Screw and I'm just Cowboys. saying you're wrong <laughs> about that comparison. I'm actually okay with that. I'm actually okay with that. All right. So that's really it for just week one. Again, this is a lot of overreactions. We're going to hop into week two here in a sec. But before we do that, we do have to bring up Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, it's, he played four snaps. Four snaps. Didn't throw a pass. D- he did. It was incomplete. 
just didn't get a completion. Oh, that's right, right. He threw a pass, but it was incomplete. Yeah. Good things though for the Jets is Brees Hall looks like Brees he Hall is almost back. He like there. continued basically to where he left off almost. By the time the trade deadline rolls around, he should be back in peak conditioning form because if he was in like top conditioning form, he would have outran that Bills corner or safety whoever ran him down. Oh yeah, for sure. Because he is. He was looking he so good way though. Good. I think he has the he had like the most yards after contact. Yeah, most yards after contact. Um, I mean, and if Christian McCaffrey didn't have that one huge run, Brees Hall would be the NFL. I mean, I mean, to be fair, Brees Hall close. had like two or three long ones, but but that's what I mean. Christian McCaffrey had one really long one. You're just peeved that he did it on you. I mean, not really. I'm just trying to talk about like I think Brees Hall is going to be like a top running back this year. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. So. Like, they, the Jets still, honestly, I understand, like, it is such a devastating blow with um, Aaron Rodgers because the way he was tackled and everything, it just it's so unfortunate. And he's like, also 39 now. And you just don't see that very often. You just don't see those kind of injuries happen like that very often. And it happened to happen to Aaron Rodgers. Mm. First drive of the game. Like, it, it, yeah. like, we don't want to bring this up, but there's a good chance that's the last time he steps on a f- football field. Like, I like everyone says that's not what he want what he wants to happen, but his body is. But you gotta, but you gotta be realistic. Like I know that's not how Aaron Rodgers wants his career to end, but I mean, you that's what, what happens. I mean, RG three, I'm sure would st- still love to be playing. You know what sucks? Hmm. You know, one quarterback Aaron Rodgers has yet to play that he may never get to play. Hmm. Patrick Mahomes. That's true. He's never played against Mahomes. They've had three matchups lined up since Mahomes came into the NFL. First time Rodgers missed because of a knee injury. Second time Mahomes missed because of a knee injury. Was that when he dislocated his knee? Yeah. Kneecap? Yeah. And then the third time Aaron Rodgers was also out too and Jordan Love had to start for him. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. kind of crazy. Actually, it just was yeah. never meant to just be. It was never meant to be. And there's a good chance. And that's the thing. Aaron Rodgers is kind of the last of like the older elite. There's not mm-hmm. a ton of them left because he was he came I would in say during. maybe what? Wilson's the next last one? Wilson would probably be the next closest one because, I, I mean. Aaron Rodgers is probably best known for going up against your Tom Brady's, your Peyton Manning's. Probably the best arm talent we've seen. The best arm talent we've ever seen. But, like, these newer QBs, your Russell Wilson's, or not your Russell Wilson, sorry, your Patrick Mahomes, your Joe Burrow's, your Justin Herbert's, like, all that. That's a whole new generation there. Yeah, it's like the new it's like the new Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, exactly. you know, Phillip Rivers, that kind of stuff coming up now. Um, but I honestly can't see how – I mean, I would like to see him come back. Give one last try and go at it, but like, an Achilles injury is so bad, especially when you're almost forty. It's harder, yeah. Especially not let alone age. Like, there's a lot of young people that don't come back from Achilles injuries. The same, and it's, it's Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is already what is he? 38, 39? 39. By the time he <laughs> comes back 40. from this injury, if he comes back from this injury, he's either gonna be forty or forty-one. Yeah, like it's, yeah. He, I, I. It just sucks because he. I don't. I doubt he'll come back. I don't think he should come back and put his body through that anymore. Yeah, I'm like, not, it's a lot. It's it's a lot, and it sucks that that might be the way his career ends. But I mean, Jets fans, we feel for you. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long day for them. A long, but I mean, honestly though, now is your chance to put your faith in Zach Wilson. Like, believe in him because he he he's young. Now he's being mentored by Aaron Rodgers. He has a chance. He just needs to not be so dumb with the ball. He just needs to chill out. <laughs> like yes. seriously, just chill out. Um, I don't know because 
because oh, I want Zach Wilson to do good because I think the Jets, first of all, because, you know, Zach Wilson was awesome. He was at mm-hmm. BYU. He was a fun player to watch. But honestly, I'm not even a Jets fan, and I just want something good for them. <laughs> like, Poor guys. They've got like, their a lot. I just want them to have, oh, like, yeah, some hope, dude, because they just, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the Jets bad. have not had a quarterback start from week one all the way to the end of the season since 2015, <laughs> I think is when it was, which was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick? Fitzpatrick was the last quarterback to do it for them. Yikes. Yeah. That's, they, wow. They've gone through quite a bit. Yikes. That's like almost, that's like, I guess worse than the Bears in quarterback stats, yeah. I guess. Because Jay Cutler at least was there for a while. Yeah, he was, it, anyway. they've gone through quite a bit for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So let's hop into week two here. We're going to start with a doozy of a week two match. Actually, now I think yeah, about it. It's, pull, I'm going to pull the matchups here. You know, let me put it to you this way. We don't even really have to discuss who's going to win this one. It's a primetime game, and we all know Kirk Cousins is not good do under well under the lights. <laughs> and they are going to be visiting the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles in primetime. The Eagles should win this. Look, one. I am no betting expert, so take with what I say here. Oh, with bro, a grain we of salt. suck at betting. Dude. We're so bad at betting here. So <laughs> take, every week we're like, let's go again. <laughs> take my advice with a grain of salt here. In fact, disclosure: I am in no way, shape, or form affiliated with any betting app here or mm. NFL or anything. No, this is just my personal opinion here, but I think we're all thinking it. Put your mortgage on the Eagles. Um, <laughs> yikes! Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> Not being serious, just again. So disclaimer, disclaimer: I am not affiliated, nor am I claiming to be a financial expert. I am not. This is strictly. You know, me there betting. are actually some good games this week. There are some not really to good like games. cut you off, but like I'm looking at the schedule. There's a couple of really good ones. So I'm excited for. We don't want this episode to go too long. I think we're almost at 40 minutes already. So we're just going to go through each matchup pretty quick, quickly here. We'll we'll spend a little bit more time yep. on the more deep ones, but like yep. this one here, go Eagles! It's going to be the Eagles going off here. I don't know how good Jay Jettis is going to do because he's going to be going up against a very good cornerback and big play slay. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. It'll definitely. I think it will be more entertaining than people realize. But if the, I'd be very shocked if the Eagles don't come out with this one. Yeah, Eagles are going to come out. I think it's going to be like thirty to like seventeen or something like that. Right. Um. Now, I'm just looking at the schedule here. Sorry. Um. I don't know. I think the Eagles. I think it might be closer than what people think. I think it's going to be like twenty-one to thirty-one. Twenty-one thirty-one. Okay. Yeah. Still not like that close, but close enough to where it makes it interesting. First Sunday game. There's only room to go up, Cincinnati. Jeez. Cincinnati is going to be hosting Baltimore. That's going to be very interesting. Two things here. One, their defense was actually looking pretty good. Again, it was raining. But, but they were on the field a lot. The one thing that they did struggle with, and this is going to be a big thing here, when Deshaun Watson broke contain and was able to run. That's how he got the first touchdown, too. Lamar Jackson Lamar the is the best at doing that. Yes. Now, I'm still going to take the Bengals on this one because, number one, Joe Burrow is going to come back with a vengeance this week. And the and the fact that he was unable to – as long as it's not raining, I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm interested to see how Zay Flowers does because he was a monster last game. He, he didn't a, have, like, a ton of yards, but he was targeted so much on, like, these little mm-hmm. screens, and he still got positive yards out of yards that – And I'm not saying really to shit Jamar Chase. I'm not saying do it. But he's, he's got a solid matchup up against Marlon Humphrey. I don't know if he's going to be shadowing him or not. No, yeah. And the Ravens but T against to the moon. The Ravens defense, dude, has always been good. And Patrick Queen is still there. Kyle Hamilton's there. They've got a great Matthew line. Judon. Like, yeah. So uh, Joe Burrow oh, might be running. On the, Judon's on the Patriots now. Oh, that's right. He's with the Patriots, yeah. Yeah. No, but like, kind of, dude, also, speaking of kind of sad injuries, is J.K. Dobbins. He yeah. tore his Achilles, too. Like, what? How? Dobbins is one of those players that could just never stay healthy. 
Which is weird. Like, how are you not? I don't know. Like, with how much that these p- players are like supposed to be taking care of, like health wise, are they just like not following through with things? Like, There's two reasons why. One of them is obvious. I don't know if this was the case for J.K. Dobbins because I haven't looked into this, but I know this is the case for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was playing on turf. That's oh, that's interesting. Okay, turf has been proven. I think I don't know the exact number, but it's somewhere between like fifty and sixty percent more likely to cause an injury. Oh yeah, I think ACL tears. I was looking at ACL that too tears, last Achilles, year was way like, higher than compared to regular. I don't grass. know if that's the same for J.K. because I I don't know what Houston's field was looking like. So I, I don't quote me on this, but if I don't know if Houston's field is also turf or if it's natural grass, but turf is the number one reason why injuries have been going up. Yeah. And also, it's just a lot hotter down there, too. Um, another reason why is diets, dude. NFL players are – some of them are on really good diets, but some of them are not. Like, I'm no health expert here, but a lot of those players are not on great diets. Yeah. I mean, which is crazy because I feel like they have pl- they have people that should monitor that, too. Like, the, like – They're dietitians, nutritionists, yeah. like health doctors. But. Like, they're like, – yeah, like, they're personal mm-hmm. trainers, they're coaches, like – on and off the field like honestly like they should have some sort of like mm-hmm. nutritional experts yeah i mean at least if you're a smart franchise you invest in that like i don't know but now i will say this though again the number one reason with and this isn't in, in cases like jk dobbins is when you have an injury history it's just going to get worse and worse yeah it i'm not saying he's had achilles but i like, know he's, he's had another foot. he's another player i'm like not sure if he's going to come back like he might, he, but he's definitely not going to. Because he, he's had some, I think the second or third career, or not career, but season-ending injury. Yeah, last year, he I think it was also week one when he went out. Yeah. And then I think but then I think he was also recovering from an injury he sustained, like, mid-season his rookie year. Like, it, it's. He's just, he's had too many injuries, and it sucks. Yeah. This one, I think, is going to be a very fun game to I watch, I think it's going to be fun, too, but I'm going to take Bengals 27-24. I really don't know who wins this game. If I'm being perfectly honest, because the Ravens almost beat them without Lamar last year in the playoffs. True. If they had Lamar or played Dobbins, they would have won that game. Um. Gosh, dang it, dude. Um, I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Bengals because I don't believe Joe Burrow is gonna have two really bad weeks. Exactly. And Jamar Chase, I don't believe is gonna have two really bad weeks. I don't think D. Higgins is gonna have two really bad weeks. I think Joe Mixon is going to struggle again because the, like... Their D-line their, is really their, good. Their D-line, their linebackers are really good. Their secondary isn't that bad, but it's definitely their weakest point. But mm-hmm. they still have Marlon Humphrey and Kyle Hamilton. And isn't he like a strong safety or a free safety? I Kyle think he's Hamilton? a strong safety. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, it's pretty decent still. Like, their defense is normally really good. Last year, they did give up a lot of passing yards, though. Oh, yeah. So, I have hope for them. But I think Joe Mixon does have a rough week this week. Like Patrick Queen is still there. They still got a great defensive line. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bengals though. But I think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be like 30-27. There you go. Lions and Seahawks. If we are basing this solely on last week, oh, Lions are gonna kill them. The Lions are gonna destroy them. Now, this is also not good for the Seahawks, especially if their tackles are out. Because remember, Aiden oh Hutchinson my was having- gosh, Aiden Hutchinson is gonna kill Geno Smith, dude. Yeah. Geno Smith might not make it out alive because Hutchinson was having. <laughs> Geno Smith might want to fake an injury during practice this week, man, because he is going to be yeah. in trouble. Aiden Hutchinson was having a game. Geno Smith isn't like a. It's not terrible. He's, not, he's, he not, he's not like a completely immobile quarterback, but he's not like a. Mahomes is more mobile. Yeah, like it's. 
Oh, man. Geno Smith, man. It prayers up for Geno Smith prayers already. Prayers up for Geno like, Smith. What's going to be most interesting is if the Seahawks can get back into, like, their passing game rhythm especially. Because the Lions, their their secondary, I would say, is their weakest only because it's the time, it's the unit that's had the least amount of time together. Yeah. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. C.J. Gardner-Johnson looked great He looked great year. against the – but also the wide receiver caliber is ten times different. D.K. Metcalf. It's, that's true. But – um, I would say that the quarterback, though, is a significant drop. That's the other so, thing, too. Mahomes was able to get great passes off with that pressure. I think he's going to have even more pressure this week with Geno Smith. Geno Smith is going to have yeah, and Mahomes more actually pressure. has a really good line too. Like his line is pretty top notch. So. Yeah, so it, I dude, I think Geno Smith's going to die, dude. He's like, <laughs> he, I literally will think if if Geno Smith comes out walking, it's it's a win for the it's a win for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. As Shannon Sharp would say. Police, call for help. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go 3110. I'm, I'm gonna go Lions 24 to 13 on this one. 24 13 Lions. Because I think I think Jameer Gibbs is gonna get more involved, and if he does, he looks great. He's he yeah. fast. He was making great moves, except for he faked himself out and fell down and didn't get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, and even Montgomery looked decent. Like he just looked like a power back, honestly. Like he wasn't having any having explosive plays, but he would mm-hmm. he was moving forward. Amon Ross St. Brown looked great. Jared Goff actually missed him on a wide open play downfield that honestly, if Kelsey was there and Goff sees that pass, I don't know, man. It's still a very close game. And anyone could have come out of it. So I don't know, man. I I think the Lions literally will just kill this one. <laughs> For sure. Now, I do want to say there's a couple of things here that I that we do want to mention. For example, this Seahawks game, Tyler Lockett is potentially going to be out with a concussion. Oh, they're done. <laughs> They're um, done. That's su- that's that's such poetic misery. Tyler Lockett is known for wanting to avoid it, like, collisions, and he <laughs> possibly has a concussion. He probably hit the A button too hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he fell down to the ground too hard, <laughs> avoiding a hit. And we'll get into other potential injuries in there as well, too, but that's just the, the biggest one so far. Yeah, the next they're, Yeah, they're done. The next game is the Colts and the Texans. Rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud. This one actually might be interesting. I think this could be a high-scoring affair. Because the Texans actually played pretty decent against the Ravens. They did. But their offense struggled. But again, it's the Ravens' defense. But if you have, I think this is a week that Damian Pierce goes off. Because they... Got, Damian Pierce actually got out-snapped. He did, but it was also, like, very split. Like, but I think it was between him and another, like... The other two guy, o- yeah. Two other guys. Like, but, but dude... Again, it's for a lot of these players. Still, even though he got like Derrick Henry, isn't going to get out snapped again, unless he plays bad. He's not going to like. But Damian Pierce again, I think it was kind of like that same thing. You're getting him into the game Mm -hmm. against that against that Ravens defense week one. I don't know if you want to like push him too hard in that because you want to keep him around. Right. I mean, Damian Pierce was a rookie last year. They're not going to shift him off. He's gonna. I think he's going to be the main guy for sure this week. Yeah, I can see it. It's, it's going to be interesting, obviously, because it's really just going to depend on the flow of the game because I could see this easily turning into a shootout for passing because um, neither of their defenses are, I could say, are top-notch. No, but D'Amico Ryan knows how to coach a defense. That's true. D'Amico Ryan's his defense. He is, held Lamar Jackson to six points. Dude, Lamar Jackson looks so bad. He just he didn't look bad. He just didn't do anything. Like he just That's bad for him. He was a, he was a unanimous MVP. That's bad. Yeah, and he was projected to be the top – quarterback this last week that did that not actually happen. went to Tua oh. <laughs> and that's but that's also what I mean like week one is such an anomaly like yeah, it, it you can't really take that much 
serious from it. So the Texans are hosting the Colts here. One of these rookie quarterbacks is going to get their first win of the season. Or actually, technically, they could tie. But <laughs> I hate that they can tie. I hate that they can tie, too. D'Amico Ryan's defense, it's it, it's going to come down to the Colts offense against the Texans defense. It's also going to depend, I think, if Richardson's healthy. Yes. Because he got hurt at the end of that game. But from what I can read right here, it says that he's not in danger of losing any time. That was according to Colts head coach um, Shane Steichen. I think I'd take the Colts then. And that's what I'm because they put up a fight against the Jaguars. Yeah. And the Jaguars don't have a bad defense. They don't have a bad defense. They have a great offense. Like Calvin Ridley looks like he's back. Um, but I think I'm going to take the Colts in this one. I'm going to take the Colts too just because I think Anthony Richardson is going to have a better game. Because yeah. he has slightly better weapons. Then, and he's playing a little bit less. Of a yeah, and I do defense. think his defense is a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what? Now you want to go to the Bears and Bucks? Let's go to the Bears and Bucks. Arguably the very. This might be the most boring game to really care about. I don't know, dude. I don't know how good. Ooh, well, or the phrase. Cardinals and the Giants might be bad too. Yeah, that, hikes. Let me put it to you this way: I don't think this one's going to be terrible because number one. I think that Justin Fields is going to be able to get a little bit more going off this week offensively because they didn't get a ton going until late against the Packers. Maybe. Baker this... Mayfield might actually have a better game because he's I think playing... Mayfield will have a better game. I don't know if Fields will, though, because that Bucks defense looked tougher than the Packers' defense. They looked really freaking good this week against Jay Jettis and kind of – I mean, containing Jay Jettis to like one – whatever it was, 150, 160 – or no, like 140, something like that, 150, yeah. with no touchdowns, that's pretty dang good. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, and they beat and they beat him with Mayfield. Evans looked decent. Godwin looked pretty good. Like, I don't know. I, I think the Bucks won this one. I could see the Bucks winning this one pretty easily. Um, I'm going to go Bucks. It's like I want the Bears to be good so bad. 21-17 <laughs> <But laughs> Yeah, it's gonna, I think it is going to be a close one. I'm going to go 20-17. Rematch of last year's divisional round playoff. We have the Jaguars hosting the this Kansas City Chiefs. This one I'm Chiefs. excited for. This, this one is might be a hinge on Travis Kelty. Well, and if because Jones did settle, did, did Jones is going to come back for sure, and that's going to help them. But offensively, they're still going to need someone to this, get open. This is going to be. I think this is going to be a freaking shootout. I can see it being a shootout as long as Tony catches the ball. And if Kelsey plays, it, it'll be a shootout. If Kelsey plays, I, I'm i fairly confident in the Chiefs winning. If he doesn't play, it's a toss-up. You know, you but know the what? Jaguars are at home. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be devil's advocate here. I'm going to go with the Jags. You know what? I'm gonna Right now, I'm going to stick with the Chiefs because he's beaten my team 15 times in a row. I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes until otherwise proven. But right now, give me the Chiefs. Dude, I believe in Herbert. 34-31. I, I, be, I believe in that man's hair, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. I'm, <laughs> the one that the female AI filter does not recognize he's as just, a male. He's just a beautiful man, dude. He's not, he's just, <laughs> what a beautiful chocolate. Oh, yes, I'm just kidding. So, no, yeah, he's. I'm, I'm going to go with the Jags. The Jags um, okay. But I do think it's a shootout. I think it's like going to be 34-31. to 31. I, That's exactly what I was thinking, 34-31. Falcons and Panthers. Or not Panthers, sorry. Packers. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. It's going to be the Packers because as long as they shut down the run, I don't think Desmond Ritter can beat them through the air. Two reasons. One, Drake London didn't have a catch last week. But do you think they can stop the run? 100%. Because both Algier and Bijan look really good in their separate Remember what roles. defense they were playing last week, and this defense is 10 times better. They held Justin Fields in check, who is arguably the best scrambling quarterback in the NFL, only behind Lamar Jackson. 
their defense is actually really well built. Still have Jair Alexander there. Have Rashawn Gary up front. They have um they they just have a really good defense there. I am fairly confident the ba- the Packers can shut down the Falcons because this is also Desmond Ritter that we're talking about. Second, year I know we just don't really know what he can do yet. And really. until he can learn to throw the ball to Kyle Pitts when he's open, <laughs> I have zero faith in Kyle and Desmond Ritter. I don't see this one being close. I'm gonna go to the Packers on this one. Give me them thirty one to ten. I'm gonna go seventeen fourteen Packers. I don't think it's going to be that high of a scoring game. I do think the Falcons do get some runs in, and it's going to kind of, like, make the game kind of fast and slow. Um, like, like I think the Packers will score pretty quickly, but then I think the Falcons will kind of chew a ton of clock because I think they're good enough at running where they will still get a couple of good drives down in, mm-hmm. and it's going to just eat up the time. So I, I'm going to say, like, seven. Or I'm going to go 21-14. Packers. Packers. Fair enough. Bills and Raiders. Now, this is also an interesting matchup for a couple of reasons. <laughs> I know you don't want this team to win, but I kind of want the Raiders to beat the Bills. I, obviously, I don't want them to win. They It looks like they're going to be without Jacoby Myers because he's going to be in concussion protocol. Yeah. And to be fair, that was a wicked hit he took. I'm not even going to lie about that. He, Bro, that he was... Took a shot. Yeah, he, t- he took a hell of a shot against the Broncos on Sunday. I think Josh Allen is one of those guys that this is going to tell us what kind of season he's going to have. He's at home. It's their home opener for them. Um, this is an East Coast game, too. Remi- reminded, the Raiders play on the West Coast. They're used to playing the late afternoon games. This is an early game for them. I don't know how big of an impact that will have as well, but this is also Jimmy G going against the Bills' defense, which is going to get more pressure on them than the Broncos' defense did, too. So I'm going to go the Bills on this. I don't know if it'll be you a You think so? Oh, 100%. 100%. The Broncos could barely get any pressure on Jimmy G last week. It was it was not good. Um, I'm going to go Bills on this one, 27-17. I don't think it's a blowout, but 27-17 seems reasonable. I just want to be devil's advocate so bad right now. Um, oh, my gosh. I There's no way I'm feeling this. Ooh. I'm going to go Raiders. Oh, I'm going to go Raiders. I'm going to go Raiders. Like uh, I'm going to go 21-17 Raiders, actually. Wow. Think that defense is enough to stop Josh Allen? I, mean, I think Josh Jacobs is great. I think Devontae Adams is great. And I think that Jimmy G just will find a way. And I think Josh Allen might throw some picks. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he throws a pick or two. So that's what I'm going to run. Because, I mean, he, cause he's, what, now he's got to run from um, Crosby. Max Crosby, I hate him so much. Crosby is a beast. He's better than anyone on that Jets D-line. Pass rusher, yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's better on that than anyone on that Jets D line, and Josh Allen was running a he, lot. He was running a lot. They think and then when he was on the run, he just decided to chuck it. I mean, it's like good job, buddy. We know you can throw it like a fifty thousand yards, but you have but to you, throw it to your guy. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like you don't throw it into double coverage, overthrown like every oh single God. time, right? And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns with the Madden curse. I think. I think he has another bad game. If they win, it's not going to be because of Josh Allen. I think it's going to. I think Josh Allen. I'm just going to be devil's advocate today. That's just going to be my role today. Our last morning game: Chargers at the Titans. I don't see this being close. I hope the Chargers come out with a fire and send Ryan Tannehill to the bench early. This will be a a true show of how the Chargers' defense should be. Um, Because if the Titans are putting up points against the Chargers, watch D Hop go off on him. That's what I mean. Like, watch Derrick Henry break out. Like, watch DeAndre Hopkins look really good. Watch, like, freaking Traylon Burks look really good. Yeah. I mean, frick, what if Tannehill looks good? That's how you really know they have no defense. Like, 
Oh my gosh, we'll we'll see. That was that was loud. Yeah. So I think the Chargers are going to win this. I think I don't see this one being particularly close either. I think the Titans defense is just not going to be able to hold up against the Chargers offense and the weapons that they have there. Um, the Titans defense it's going to be what keeps them in the game for a little bit probably, but I still see the Chargers pulling this out like like twenty eight to twenty or something like that. Um, and prediction, I don't think Ryan Tannehill will get benched in this one because I don't think he'll throw another three picks. I think D we'll Hop see. gets his first touchdown as a Titan too. We'll see. But you know what? It's also Tannehill. I know he's probably your second most hated quarterback, only behind the Wentz. Mm, I wouldn't know if I say that. Oh, dang. okay. Well, Wentz is just in his own league. Yeah, when that's what I mean. That's what I meant by that. Like you can't really compare the two. Wentz is just out there. He's in his own league. He's in outer darkness. Um, <laughs> first afternoon game, we have the Rams hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, Most 49ers. Of, I, I think so too. The most surprising team of week one is going to be taking on the Bay Area Niners. Two differences here. Are they at the Rams or Niners? It's at the Rams. I guess it's. It doesn't really matter because they're pretty much close. Much a difference. They are somewhat pretty close. Um, I oh, I 49ers might. It's going to be a Niners home game. I guarantee you. That many Niners fans <laughs> are going to show up. 49ers, man. If their defense continues. Yeah. Because Cup is... They couldn't get a ton of pressure on Stafford, the Seahawks, last week. The Niners are going to change that. They are going to change oh, that. Oh, yeah. The, well, the Niners have a second-year guy that leads in sack... Or is, like, tied for sacks. Tied for sack leads. Like, with Bosa three already. is still there. You they know, still Fred have Bosa, Warner yeah. is still there. Ward is still there. They're, they're not going to... No, there's no way. There's no way. Because they only have to focus on one guy. And yep. it's... Um, my gosh, I can't remember how to pronounce Puka his name. Yes, the guy from BYU. Yep. I do. Oh, I do hope he has a good game because I'd like to see him actually be a really good, a player. really good player, and then throw him alongside Cooper Cup. That'd just be fun to watch. Yeah, he went from Fantasyland last week. He's gonna have a rude awakening this week with the Niners defense. <laughs> yeah, the the difference of the defenses is almost literally night and day, dude. It's mm-hmm. gonna be crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely taking the Niners on this one, and I think it's gonna be somewhat of a higher scoring game for the Niners, not necessarily the Rams. I think it's gonna be like. 28 to like 13. That's what I'm going to take for the Niners on this one. Yeah. There you so. go. I can see it. I like it. So, next afternoon game. This is probably going to be the dud of the week. This, this will be the dud of the week. Cardinals hosting the New York Giants. I do have a I have a hot take on this one. The Giants score their first points of the season. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I kind of hope they don't. I think that would be funny. <laughs> 2 weeks no points in the NFL. Yikes. I mean, has that ever happened? I doubt it. I mean, even the Browns, when they went 0-16 twice. They, they still scored. They still Being scored. shut out in the NFL is beyond embarrassing. Yeah. Like, you can't make something happen where you can at least kick a field goal. Like, yikes. No, I, yeah. I mean, I guess that's a whole take. But, yeah, I'll, I agree with that. The Giants should at least some, put some points some. I do think the, the Giants will league. actually win just because the Cardinals' offense is that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. But I don't they see it should, being a pretty like, game. Barkley should have a great game. This oh, Ooh, Barkley should. should go off. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to go the Giants. Giants twenty to seven against but, the Cardinals. But you know what's crazy? I still don't think it's going to be that high of a scoring game. I, I think it's going to be like thirteen to like three. Wow. I think the Giants. Yeah, I, I, maybe no, no. I'll go seventeen ten. That's 10-10. as much okay. as I'll give them. Cowboys hosting the New York Jets in the afternoon. I here. will never pick the Cowboys over. I don't anybody, blame you for unless that. it's like a, unless it's such an obvious. This game. is going to be the Cowboys facing the first real defense of 
the season. For Arguably them. one of the toughest defenses you can face. Yeah, they, they proved it against the Bills. They're going to prove it against the Cowboys, too. If they can make Josh Allen throw three picks, yikes. This is the Cowboys Prescott is in for a rude awakening. Dude. I will say this, though. It's going to be the Zach Wilson show starting on the road at AT&T. I do think the Cowboys win this one, but it's going to be a rude awakening for them because defensively, they're going to get shut down. My biggest concern is the Jets' offense. What's going to happen there? I think Garrett Wilson can easily get the better of Traven Diggs, but the issue is getting him the ball. Yeah. But Brees Hall, but, have yourself a game, please. But here's my thing. They made Josh Allen throw three picks. What do you think they're going to do to Dak Prescott? That was also <laughs> at home, though. This is on the road. I don't think it matters. And they know who their quarterback is going in now. Exactly. That's true. That's true. How often are they going to be on the field? I, well, I, I don't know. Actually, I, no. That was Aaron. Or Aaron Rodgers went down on like pretty early, so never mind. But so I, I mean, that Jets defense is what kept them in the game last yeah. time. It, the offense is going to hinge on Brees Hall. If that man can't get running, and Zach Wilson has to carry, good night. I don't want to just dismiss Zach Wilson so fast. Just he has yet. done nothing to prove that he can do anything by himself. When they no, were, I know, but he's still so young. When they were good like, last look year? At, look at Josh Allen. He was awful when he first came in. Now he's one of the top quarterbacks. That's true. So I'm not ready to just kind of throw it away just yet. The difference with Zach Wilson if he is... Has, if he has another bad year this year, then it's like, okay, buddy. Like Zach Wilson is reckless with the ball. Josh Allen is just reckless with himself. <laughs> he, yeah, he's going to... I even texted you in the middle of the game, like, this dude's going to get hurt. <laughs> like, I, the one play, Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. Speaking of last night, the dumbest play he made last night, I just do <laughs> not get it. He was like five, six yards short of the first down, and he just jumps. <laughs> yeah, that was... And, and I was watching the Manning cast, and they're like... Did he just jump? <laughs> he was like five, six yards short. Yeah. Yeah. And he takes hits too, but I don't want to, but I'm going to take the Cowboys. Um, give me the Cowboys in this one. 24 to 17. <clears throat> I think Brees Hall has a game, though. I think Brees Hall has a game. Because also Dalvin Cook could also easily break out too. We did not see a lot of Dalvin Cook in the second half, though. But it I mean, was a lot of Brees Hall. Well, I mean, yeah, you just go with the hot hand, right? So, like, I mean, <sighs> I think it is a close game. I still think I'm going to take the Jets, though. I'm not ready to give up on Wilson. I think Brees Hall is actually that good where he can almost carry as long as that defense plays good. I'm, I'm thinking it is going to be super close, though. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 24-21. 24-21. Fair enough. Like Commanders and Broncos. I'm going to keep this one short. Broncos win this. Broncos win this one, but I think this is. I think Wilson has an amazing game. I think he breaks out this game and shows I hope that he so. still. Has I truly hope gone. so. If the Cardinals can score on them, then we have to be able to please. <laughs> I think Javante, and hopefully Judy's back. I think Javante's gonna have a great game. I think Cortland Sutton's gonna have a great game. I think if Judy's back, he's gonna have a decent game. Probably not like a great game because they'll probably still kind of keep him limited mm-hmm. for now, just because the hamstring is so is so tricky to handle. Yeah. Um, but the Broncos, I think, win this fairly easily. I think it's like maybe 24-10. Give me the Broncos to score at least 20, so I'm going to go – give me 27. I'm optimistic. 27 to 14. Nice, yeah. Patriots and Dolphins on Sunday night football. Dolphins the only win. thing keeping the Patriots in this game is their relatively okay defense, but I think Tua Tonga by Lowe is going to have a night. Against Tua and Waddle? No, nah, dude. Or, I, and, I, think, no. I think it's going to – and yeah, yeah, it's – yeah, if Tyreek doesn't go off, Tua's just going to throw everything he can at Jalen Waddle, and he's going to go off. Waddle, yeah, because if, if, if Hill's guarded, just throw it to Tua. I mean, Tua's like, or not Tua, 
to his throne to himself at this point. No, I mean, there's a couple QBs that did that. that. I'm, I'm, that's what Mahomes should have done. <laughs> just throw it off the back of his line. And she, fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. Just imagine fantasy-wise just getting points for catches <laughs> from a quarterback. No, but, um, yeah, I, this one I think is going to be fairly easy. I think the Dolphins kind of take it to him. Dolphins, I think, stay up there 34-17. Yeah, I might not go as high because I do think maybe they have a couple of good stops. Maybe and I, you know, the Patriots can run it, but they also can fumble as Ezekiel Elliott shows. You know, the tight end built running back. Zeke is a tight end now, by the way. I kid you not, that man looked like a tight end the other night. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. but I think I think this is fairly simple. I think it's going to be like twenty four. I would say maybe twenty four thirteen. Twenty four thirteen. I can see it. And then we have a Monday night doubleheader. We have oh, the yes. Panthers hosting the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that one's like, eh. This is going to be my first real look at Bryce Young, though. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of excited about that. But the issue is he's playing an even harder defense. Last year or last yeah. week he played the Falcons. This week he gets the Saints. Now, to be fair, the Saints got Ryan Tannehill. Does not get much easier than that. Yeah, not, not much. <laughs> Literally, he threw three picks, and then the head coach decided to go for a field goal when they were down four with, like, two minutes left in the game. Like, anyways, that's not the point. The point is... Bryce Young, I think, is going to have a tougher test here. I'm going to go with the Saints, mainly because the Panthers don't really have the go-to guy yet. They don't have the go-to receiver. I think the Saints are going to be pressuring all night, too. Like, And then offensively, I think Derek Carr with his Michael Thomas. Chris Olave had a game already. Michael Thomas looked all right. Um, Jamal Williams should have a better game as well, too. I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. I don't expect it to be a blowout, though. I'm going to go 23-17 Saints. I'm going 17-14 Saints. I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game. 17-14? Okay. I mean, not terrible. We have another game. If that one ends up being really bad, we could just go to the other game in an hour. <laughs> because because um, the Panthers don't have a great offense, but they have a somewhat pretty decent defense. Like, So I wouldn't totally like think it's going to be that high of a scoring game. It's going to be a defensive game, I That's think. Fair. I could see it. So, yeah, I'm going to go 17-14 Saints. And then we have the Steelers hosting the Browns. Steelers, it literally does not get much worse than you. The only two teams worse than you were the Bengals with three points and the Giants who have yet to score. Yeah, but I think the Steelers might make a – I think the Steelers end up winning this one. Also, I think Deontay Johnson, though, might be out this week. I think he's, I think he's out this week, which means – Force feed Pickens and he's force feed Pickens game. and start Fryermuth too because Fryermuth was one of the lone bright spots in that game. He literally. Let me double check on Deontay Johnson. Deontay. Um, Let's find out. Deontay Johnson. Also, don't pick him up for your fantasy team. He was Steelers. Yep, ten hours ago. He's supposed to miss a couple of weeks. Actually, it yeah. says a few weeks. Yeah, that's right. With so, a hamstring injury, so, which is like the worst injury you could have for a wide receiver. So George Pickens to the moon, by the way. If you don't George have Pickens, him. oh one hundred. At the end of last season, it was pretty clear who wide receiver one was. It was George Pickens. Yeah, he's going to definitely be at such a great value wherever he was drafted. Firemuth, I think, is also going to be a nice start again too. He was the only touchdown scorer last week for. He should be yeah. Yeah, and then also look, I'm not going to say Najee and Jalen Warren are going to break out, but they literally had the hardest week one test of anyone they could play. Cause they'll, they'll be able to breathe a little bit better this week. Because remember who they were playing. But they still are going against Miles Garrett, and he proved to be still really good. Did you see what he was doing in that game, too? Miles, yeah, dude, he was He was doing crossovers. Did you see that? When he was standing on the line, he was like doing crossovers, like basketball Oh, crossovers. yeah. Well, okay, the difference, I think, with this, again, weather is such a big part of this right now. Weather is so weird. Anyways. As yeah. long as it's not raining, I think well, Najee Harris. 
played in your favor. That's Let me put sure. it to you this way. Yes, Miles Garrett is great, but it's Miles Garrett and a couple other people compared to Nick Boza, Javon Hargrave, who they had to bring over from the Eagles. And whoever that freaking second-year guy Drake is, Jackson. Drake Jackson. Yeah. Not to mention, you have Fred Warder in the back there. Yeah, you got Warder. And we saw there, how, oh yeah. my gosh, Warder was an absolute, dude, I hate gushing about players, but Warner's one of those players you just have to gush about. Yeah, he was also a BYU. He is also a BYU man. Shout out to Warner. And, yeah, and he's like right now the best middle linebacker in the game. Yeah, there's not a better. I mean, he learned under D'Amico Ryan's, and D'Amico Ryan's is actually a middle linebacker. So shout out D'Amico. But <sighs> Warner has been an absolute beast. But anyways, to continue on, I think I'm not going to say they're going to break out this game, but I do think they're going to get better work because number one, they're just not going against off. They're going against a not such hard defense, who actually gave up less points than the team they gave that the team they played. But the difference again was the rain. Yeah, no, like and and possibly a little bit still a little roughed up, Joe Burrow, and a little bit, yeah. Um, the big thing here is going to be that. Oh, freak, I forgot. Actually, I don't know how this is going to go because I just remembered. I forgot to mention the most important part of this game. It's going to be a battle of the trenches. Miles Garrett versus the O line. I don't trust the Steelers O line. <laughs> no, that's well. That's why I brought it up. That's why I brought. So up you Miles triple Garrett. team Miles Garrett, and you just you should be fine. The, just yeah, run, literally. run away from Garrett. You should be just yeah. fine. Like. Ugh, I mean, I like Najee Harris. Don't get me wrong; I actually like him. Oh, I do too. I just feel like he's on the wrong team. It's it's not great for him right now. Poor guy. No, like, can you imagine him on that on that Cowboys O line a few years ago? I mean, Tony Pollard looks really good right now too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Najee would be Najee. You put Najee in C Mac spot. I mean, C Mac's already in a great spot, but <laughs> I mean, C Mac also was always great. But he like, was always great, even with the crappy team. Yeah, but like, holy crap! You put Najee Harris on that freaking uh, with Trent Williams, or you can put Terrick Henry on that team. Anyway, sorry, this is all speculation here. Long story short, I do think Pittsburgh has a bounce back game here. Give me the Steelers in this one, twenty four to twenty. I know I just, like, earlier talked about how I don't think the Browns are going to be that good this year. But I just think the Steelers' offensive line is that bad. They're going to give up enough to where they the Steelers can't win this. Because um, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson didn't look terrible. Like, he didn't look that bad. And think about it. The Browns also have Nick Chubb, who can easily go off anytime. Yep. Because um, the Steelers should have a good defense, but I think they might. their morale is pretty low. <laughs> After what just happened, um, I honestly don't know who's going to win this one. I think this one should be a good game, though. I think this one actually should be more like talked about. Um, but I think this one is going to be. I think the Browns are going to take this one. I okay. think it's going to be like a pretty defensive game as well, though. I think it's going to be like twenty-one seventeen. So just looking at the Eagles here, because I remember this since they have the Thursday night game. Here are a couple players who either are going to miss or in danger of missing the game. Kenneth Gainwell is expected to miss Thursday night, and he was the workhorse. So maybe maybe Swift, Swift gets a little bit more work. Maybe it, they might just split it though with Rashad Penny, who didn't but play at all. I think Swift still had the least amount of touches yeah. out of the three. No, so. Rashad Penny didn't even play at all. Oh well, I think then yeah, Penny. Mm-hmm. I would almost put Penny in. <laughs> and also, James Bradbury is in currently in concussion protocol. That's kind of interesting. that could actually be huge. Because that means Slay might have to go, like, he might straight up have to chase um, Justin Jefferson the whole game. Which means Jordan Addison. He didn't look bad. Oh, he looked really good. I mean, he was playing against a solid (laughs) defense, too. Another player that might miss is Fletcher Cox. Defensive tackle there. So many players got hurt this last week. 
Starting left tackle for the Vikings, Christian Derisaw, and starting center are also for the Vikings are in jeopardy of missing the oh, game. Oh yeah, no. That's, <laughs> if no, they are, Eagles are done. The, the, or, or the, the, the Vikings, Vikings are screwed. done, and it's prime times. Like it's prime time, Kirk oh, Cousins. Like, Everyone could be healthy, and it. Can you matter. imagine your first career start as a backup O lineman has to come <laughs> against the guy who should have been the number one overall pick in Jalen Carter? Yeah, Jalen Carter, his old college buddy Jordan Davis. Not to mention you're going to bring in other people like Milton Williams. You're going to have Hassan Reddick, who was a beast last year. You have Brandon Graham on the other side over here. Yeah, there's there's Slays out there somewhere. Slays out there somewhere. Not to mention, depending if he's healthy or not, Fletcher Cox, even though he's not what he was before, but he's still he's really still good. still better than average lineman. Yeah. Point is, I feel bad. Anyways, so that's a potential people who might miss. We'll go a little bit more in depth probably tomorrow with yeah. our fantasy podcast I'll about potential players tonight. who are out. It'll be out tomorrow morning. Heck yeah. Um... But yeah, tomorrow, dude. I'm oh my gosh, football is just back, and I'm so excited. I love it. We are extremely excited for but, this. But no, so tomorrow we'll record. Next episode will be a fantasy football podcast. Yes, sir. And then we'll go back into college. Hey, because college football is back, and it's yeah. This might be actually the worst week of college football. I'll go into why that is a little bit later. Yeah, we'll talk about that mm-hmm. on our podcast for college football. But um, yeah. I mean, we're running pretty long on time, so yep. we'll just end it here. Because next, we'll we got more content coming out tomorrow. And sounds good. Stuff, so, but no, that's it for this week. You know, obviously, thanks for listening and keep supporting. And we'll just see you guys on the next yep. episode. Happy to talk. Oh, just one other thing here. I'll, I'll mention. I'll go a little bit more in depth into this next week. But we have a surprise for Phil next podcast. Yeah, we, that can, we can talk about it next time. We yeah. don't need to talk about All it right. right now. We don't need to go over that. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time.